you are listening to High TV, your place for cannabis news, insights, and information. If you're new to this podcast, you're a newbie. What's going on, newbie? Welcome to the show. Hope to see you soon. Just know when Monday morning comes and this podcast plays in your cars and your headphones, you will be the most informed person in cannabis in your circle. Stay tuned and stay high, folks. ITV. Welcome back to another episode of High TV. We miss you guys. Hope you guys had a great week. Hope everything went well as it should. Your week went happy. You were happy. That That's what matters. All right. As cannabis users, you know, we like to be happy. You know, we don't like to be stressed. We like to be relaxed. And hopefully you had a relaxed and joyful week. Just like we had here at Cannabis News Now on a long list of news topics today. Not today. Well, this week. But before we get into news topics, I want to take some time out to thank you guys. I want to thank you guys as listeners. I want to thank all you guys that have rod out with us for 2019. You guys have tuned in week in and week out to get your cannabis information, to learn about what's happening in the industry, and, and stay informed. And for any reason that you, you listen to the podcast, I thank you. I really, I really thank you guys for listening. I thank you guys for taking the time out. I mean, like like the intro says, in your in your AirPods, in your headphones, your calls, your speakers, either way you're listening, and either way, I'm happy you guys are here. I mean, a lot of you guys come from Instagram at Heaven International. You guys have been following news stories there. I know it's been a little slow, a little lacking, but... I'll set my game up on the Hemp International side, but you've translated onto the podcast. You guys have made the jump and you stayed here for the long haul. And I'm glad that we're growing this hot fam. And, and I'm going to continue to give you guys great episodes in the future. You know, as I post on Instagram, uh, Spotify had their year in review. Much like you see a lot of musical artists post their year in review. It tells you the amount of listens you get and some quick data on the podcast or the artist that's on the platform and i actually forgot that they did this for podcasters too i was generally under the under the impression rather that they do this for musical artists but they do for podcasts too and to my surprise yo shout out to australians and aussies everywhere shout out to all you guys much love to y'all because y'all have shown in and showed out you're the fastest growing international country when it comes to this listenership and becomes to this podcast you guys love your cannabis out there too you guys roll up you smoke your pipes your joint maybe even roll up your own joints with tobacco in it i fuck with it too i used to roll up little splits back in the day you know back in new york you know so listen i love you guys out there in australia much love to all my aussies my kangaroos my koalas <laughs> Crikey. Shout out to y'all, man. Much, much love. And keep listening. Spread the words. Anybody else that loves podcasts and they also love cannabis because we're here to help you guys and keep you guys informed. Shout out to Canada. Oh, Canada. Eh? You guys need to send me a cup of Tim, Tim Morton, some Canada gear, you know, some Blue Jays, some Raptors. You know, send me a little some Drake memorabilia. You know what I'm saying? Like a bottle of the Drake's uh, cannabis brand that's coming out soon. You guys are our number two listenership. I mean, listen, it humbles me to know that you guys are even listening to this podcast in the first place. Who would have thought? You know, we all are passionate about cannabis, but I decided to speak about the, speak on that passion and spread some of the information that may come my way. And for you to tune in 
for you to listen, for you to connect to what's going on in the cannabis space, listen to the voice that's coming out there and say that, you know what, I like what I'm hearing from this individual. That's amazing. Really is. So thank you as a listener. Thank you, Ha Fam. And look out for more episodes in the future. Now that we've gone away with the sappy stuff, tear, tear, here, here, whatever, whatever, let's get down to the news. The reason why you're here in the first place. So what we're going to do now is run down some headlines. All right. Then I'm going to go ahead, then I'm gonna go ahead and do some brief deep dive. Not a deep dive. I put my toes in the water. You know what I'm saying? It's not a deep dive into these t- topics, but I'm going to test the water for temperature. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's the summertime. The water's too cold. You know, you just dip your toe in it. Almost like you go into the shower. You turn the shower on and put your hand out just to feel what the temperature is. That's what I'm doing with these uh, short topics here. And then I'm going to go ahead and actually go into some topics later on. So first things first, we have... Michigan, 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 Michigan. As you know, we reported a couple episodes ago that Detroit actually banned cannabis to be sold in its city. And we have 79% of the state overall not allowing cannabis sales. But even through all that, even through all the obstacles that's went in front of their way, they found a way through it. Okay. Mass, excuse me, Michigan <laughs> has made over $1 billion excuse me, $1 million in his first week of recreational sales. You saw the pictures on Instagram. Lines were long as hell. It looked like immigration lines. I mean, people were standing in line for so long just to get their first grabs of legal cannabis. And it's amazing and it's beautiful to see. Many people for decades have been imagining a time when cannabis is legalized, you can buy it and not have to worry about a thing. People have been praying for the day they can drive on a highway not look up at the rearview mirror and see a cop behind them. People have been looking forward and probably theorized about when it will be. They're probably old and dried up when it comes to cannabis being legalized. And some people are, and that's fine. But to see it happen in our lives is a special, special thing. To understand what it is to have cannabis be illegal and you sneak to go ahead and do it. But now being able to be in a state where you can do it openly. And for those people who have been medical marijuana patients and now have the ability to use a medicine that has helped them for the for years, now they can use it in safety. Medical marijuana is also a huge advent. But when it's, re, when it's legalized, excuse me, recreationally, you can go ahead and do that without having to get a prescription, without having to go ahead and see a doctor, pay the state some unnecessary money. Now all you got to worry about is the taxes. And now you have freedom. And in America, America is all about freedom. And that's what the legal, legalization rather of cannabis is. So, Michigan, shout outs to y'all, but we got to have some, you know, we got to have some background here. Now, how, how do you think it's going to go for Michigan when you have the rest of the state legalized cannabis? That number is not going to be a billion, a million, but that number one million in a week is probably inflated. I mean, we also talked about on Instagram, I think I posted, I'm not sure, that Michigan was having some issues when it came to meeting demand. Or excuse me, meeting supply. The demand is so high that its supply cannot match it. And it makes sense. We have 79% of the state not participating in legalized cannabis. What do you think all those people is going to do in the 79%? They're going to go in their cars, put on a seatbelt, have their buddy in the seat and say, yo, let's go buy some weed for the weekend. They're not going to buy it in their county. They're going to drive to where it's available. So those counties right now that allow cannabis, that's in that 20%, the brave few. The ones that are okay with where the tax money is being allocated. More was mentioned about that in that episode on Detroit legalizing or not legalizing cannabis. They're going to see the numbers inflate. And if they're trying to meet demand, I don't know why I keep saying that. They're trying to meet supply because they have too much demand. 
what's going to happen is they're going to start to buy more cannabis than they probably need once those 79% legalized. They're probably going to see inflated numbers for a time being. I mean, you know, if people are driving down, the sales you're making are great. They're ama- I'm, I bet you the 20% are so happy they're in the 20%. They're, they're happy they're in the minority of people that allow legal cannabis because those sales are going to come in rapidly. You know what I'm saying? And it probably can have the price much higher than it normally would because of the lack of competition. But if you are a retailer out in Michigan, just realize those numbers you are getting for the time being, once these 79% of the state is not selling, is not going to be what it's going to be in the future. It's all about location, location, location when you're a retailer. We know Detroit's going to have obscene amount of sales because of its uh, population. Auburn, too. But, 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 a lot of the other counties that don't allow it won't see that. So keep that in mind if you're a retailer listening in Michigan. And if you're listening from Michigan, that ROMs, enjoy your cannabis. Live it up. Enjoy that taste of freedom. All right? Enjoy that, that relaxation you're going to feel without any paranoia from getting in trouble or getting arrested. Truly a beautiful day in Michigan to smoke cannabis if, if, if you win that 20%. All right, next up we have MLB, the Major League of Baseball. They're going to go ahead and legalize cannabis. They're going to legalize cannabis in in the terms of not allowing their players to be tested for it anymore. Instead, they're going to test for opioids and cocaine. If you're a baseball player... And as we've seen, professional athletes in this day are now coming out when it comes to smoking cannabis. They're now speaking vocally. They're now in front of the camera having interviews. Now, granted, those athletes most of the time are retired. They're retired and they're on an advocate of saving players by allowing cannabis. They talk about how they're allowed to or they feel a better workout when they're on cannabis and they have a much faster recovery time. If you're an NFL athlete who gets hit by a player multiple times a week listen getting hit by a player as sports science taught us is like getting hit by a car all right taking painkillers having ruptured ruptured having like tremendous having tremendous pain all right having your limbs broken being out for months having debilitating headaches okay having confusion having brain deterioration over time aka cte is an everyday life for these players And by having something like cannabis that is known to reduce inflammation, reduce pain, help recovery, and lower the feeling of depression and anxiety in users, it's only a benefit to your athletes. And uh, the MLB taking this step is going to allow other leagues to now look in that direction. Now, granted, the MLB isn't that much of a contact sport, so it might not be as needed. But either way, if you're a pitcher and you're throwing so much, your shoulder's going to be in pain, all right? You're going to have, you're going to probably have to get Tommy John surgery. And with that being said, a lot of pitchers have come out and said that they smoke cannabis even when they're playing in the MLB. Many pitchers. And I tell you, a lot of athletes smoke cannabis. I could tell you when I was in high school and even seeing college athletes smoke weed in the off season. It's natural, it's common, and it's happening. So why put your players in danger by having cannabis be tested and now have them risk not playing, thus lowering the value of your league just that small amount? So MLB, I tip my hat to you. That was a home run allowing cannabis to be allowed for your players. And we will see other professional leagues do the same damn thing. Next up, Canadians, our number two listenership where the maple syrup is the sweetest, where the Raptors play Well, 
somewhat fine basketball and where the people are the nicest people you will ever meet in your life. I mean, all of them are pretty, pretty kind. They're thoughtful. They're not. I mean, look, there's a meme going around of a Canadian gets into a car fight. I'm like, nah, there's no way. Guess what the guy did? The guy got out of his car, closed the person's gas pump in the middle of the road and on a red light and went back into the car and says, hey, man, what are you doing? The gas tank is on. It looks like a fight in the beginning, but he's just helping them out. I'm like, that's a Canadian for you, man. Nice guy helping people out, being nice, kind, and courteous. Now, that being said, Canadians love smoking their weed, man. Listen, Canada's a big country. It's a big old country. Look at the map next time you get a chance and see how big of a country Canada is. All right? It almost hits the North Pole. Indeed, it does hit the North Pole. A lot of Canadians are smoking cannabis. They made or spent $1 billion on their weed. One Billy, all right? One Jay-Z song, a Billy on cannabis. And to think that Canada has gone out and have done what we mentioned in the second half of the episode of allowing, we'll talk about it later, is going to boost their sales tremendously. Because if you have government-sold weed, you think it's going to really be the best? You think government weed is going to be the coolest? It's not. Now, granted, they do allow some other companies to sell weed, but it's, majority of, it's a majority of government-sold cannabis. And their rules and restrictions are just so boring when it comes to how the cannabis looks. It's just not a good look. So, with that being said, this number's going to rise, man. That billion dollars is just a start. It's going to be three, one point, two point something billion next year. It's going to hit $5 billion in a couple of years. And Canada's going to be seeing a great amount of contribution of their taxes from cannabis being sold in the state. And Canadians are going to be happy. They're going to love it. Listen, if, if you thought Canadians were nice already, imagine a Canadian smoking weed. They're probably the nicest person on the planet Earth. They probably turned into Gandhi. Not Gandhi's. That guy was a racist. They probably turned into the Dalai Lama. You know what I'm saying? They're just that good of people. Now that weed is legalized, oh, it's over. They're probably going to be so nice, it's going to be annoying. Like, you're just too nice. <laughs> you're too nice. <laughs> Dial it back a little bit. Throw a middle finger if you would. Something. You don't even curse? Jesus. All right, next up, we're going to talk about Trinidad and Tobago. They decided to uh, vote towards decriminalizing marijuana. Now, granted, it's not passed yet, but the vote is there. And they're going to discuss the benefits and drawback of legalizing cannabis. And hopefully, Trinidad and Tobago can join Jamaica when it comes to decriminalizing weed. But there is a catch, folks, is there is a catch. Now, as a Caribbean myself, I'd love to see a place like Trinidad and Tobago legalize cannabis. It's already so widespread widespread in use. It's already so common to see people have it on hand. Why put people in jail for it? It's just not necessary. We know cannabis is a non-violent plant. When's the last time you see somebody high on weed get into a fight? Probably over the remote or the last piece of cake. That's it. So to put these people in jail, much like we've seen the advent of this in America, is a travesty, right? They're not hurting anybody. We doesn't kill anybody in the 5,000 years of documented use, not one. What other substance can you say have not killed somebody? The fork you use at the table has killed more people this year alone than cannabis in one year. Yeah, forks are very deadly, man. People get in their eye, they choke on a fork. I mean, how good is the food you're eating if you're choking on a fork? Like, you probably went full shaggy from Scooby-Doo. You know what I'm saying? The didn't even chew, just swallowed it. Try to swallow a fork. Jesus. But uh, anyway, the story goes as follows. A person can possess up to 30 grams of weed and 5 grams of resin without facing any criminal charges. 
great. You could have up to 30 grams. It's more than an ounce. You can have an ounce on you at any time. That means you can keep your stash on you when you need it. You just sit, you can just basically smoke anywhere you go. I mean, an ounce can last you a whole day if you're like a Wiz Khalifa type of smoker. Maybe not a Wiz Khalifa. But what I mean is your type of person to smoke 24-7. It's like a part of your lifestyle. Then that's going to last you the whole day. Probably even two days. But what's more importantly is that you can have this amount of weed and not worry about jail time or worry about a fine. But you may have to worry about a fine if you carry more than 30 grams. I'll tell you about it right now. Possession between 30 and 60 grams of weed and between 5 and 10 grams of resin will face a $200 fine. But you won't get any criminal charges. That's not bad. $200 fine is much like the New York fine that they have for people carrying over this similar amount. I believe you can have up to an ounce, but if you have more than that, you got a fine. I believe it was $50, but the Trinidad and Tobago is making sure you follow the rules by charging you $200. But granted, Trinidad and Tobago doesn't have the, uh, the population that New York has. So by New York charging $50 for having more than an ounce, they're going to make their money back and then some by the sheer amount of people that's going to violate that, that, uh, that mandate. But that doesn't stop there, folks. If you have more than 60 grams and up towards 100 grams, or you have 14 grams of resin, you're getting, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. Let me read this again. <laughs> Possession of 60 to 100 grams of weed or 14 grams of resin would carry a penalty of Jesus Christ as high as $11,092. Listen, that means... If you're in Trinidad and Tobago and it's carnival season, the girls is all dressed up in their costumes, looking nice, looking sexy. Everybody's ready to have fun. The music is out. The drinks is out. The band is out. The speakers is out. Everybody is whining at carnival. Listen, I got to go to carnival, man. I've been to carnival in Miami. You know, I want to go to one in Toronto, New York City, and Brooklyn. I mean, I'm trying to enjoy all these places. Who doesn't want to go to a place where everybody's whole goal is to have fun? It's like it's like the one week where you just want to dance, party and enjoy yourself. Listen, Carnival is amazing. The girls look amazing. And I did security back in the day where I saw the suit, the costumes being made. The costumes cost a pretty penny. That just goes to show you how far somebody's going to go to enjoy themselves, look sexy in their outfit, how the women look and just dance. Listen, you can get wines all day and have liquor in hand all day. I'm, it's amazing, folks. For you guys out there that enjoy Caribbean culture, you know what I'm talking about. For those that don't, YouTube it. See how Carnival looks. Or watch Jay-Z's Big Pippin video that was taken during Carnival. Anyway, Trinidad has the best Carnival in the world. That's why I mentioned it. But uh, still, man, again, if, if you're at Carnival and you have over a pound on you, that means you have over 400 grams. That means not only are you getting $11,000 fine, you're getting that four times if you have a pound on you. That means you're getting fined forty thousand dollars. Now a pound—I don't know how much a pound goes for. The, goes for this these days, excuse me, but you probably got to sell between forty and twenty pounds to even equate the amount of fines you're gonna get. So Trinidad and Tobago is not playing. They're not trying to have people traffic, be drug dealers, and fighting the black market. Will it work? We'll see. Will it pass? We'll also see. Because remember, this decriminalization in the Trinidad and Tobago—it's only a vote. The vote is not taking place yet, but it is on uh, uh, it is on route to being possibly legalized. Next up, we have VapeGate. We're going to tell you which state just allowed vaporizers to be sold in its state again, but with the catch that this has been the first half or the first quarter, I should say. 
I'm a basketball player. We go by quarters. Not like in a college basketball game. They have two halves. Like it's March Madness. Nah. Four quarters makes a lot more sense. We need a breather. Be right back. And we're back. Welcome back to the show. As promised, we're going to talk about Vapegate in which state allowed cannabis vaping again. Now, as you know, Vapegate was a huge issue and it's one that's just not going away. We're still seeing and being haunted by that time period where everyone, everyone was afraid of smoking vapes. I'm sure medical marijuana cannabis companies who serve older patients were getting calls left and right trying to figure out, is that vape going to kill me? Is it dangerous? It says don't vape anything. I mean, you had people on Good Morning America, the Today Show, all, all large media, all detesting the use of vaporizers. They all were talking about how dangerous it was. They're saying the kids are smoking it. They're all dying. I mean, granted, vaping has become a huge issue in the country when it comes to teenagers smoking e-cigarettes. But it looks like that same fear people had with their children, they also had with cannabis vaporizers. As you know, these kids these days, much like kids back in the day, they're getting high, right? These, even under high schoolers, they're going to head and find, find their way to cannabis no matter how they find it. They're going to enjoy themselves, right? It's been happening for decades, for centuries probably. And with that being said, it made all the sense in the world for these places to ban vaporizers for the near or the sake of protecting their people. Last thing you want is for cannabis to be legalized and the next thing people are dying in your states from a cannabis product. Now, we all know it turns out it was all illegal products. It wasn't the ones that were regulated, that were rigorously tested before they hit shelves and before consu consumers put the products in their lungs. So now Massachusetts is going ahead and saying we're going to allow vaporizers, but with a catch. Now, if you guys didn't know, during the time being during the vape ban in Massachusetts, what were, what were being sold were like those PAX vaporizers that allowed concentrate sales and flower herb sale or herb vaporizers, I say, concentrate vaporizers and uh, <clears throat> flower vaporizers like the PAX, not the cartridges where they have distillate filled in them and it weren't rigorously tested to see what was in it. Now states are required to have these tests. Let me just read the story for you. So cannabis regulators in Massachusetts have modified a ban on marijuana vape products that will allow businesses to begin selling newly manufactured, manufactured goods as soon as retailers can get them on the shelf. However, vape products manufactured before the 12th will remain under quarantine imposed by the Massachusetts Cannabis Control Commission. Like I said, all those vaporizers made before that date, they cannot be sold. So a lot of companies are going to see their next quarter look pretty abysmal because they did not get the return they predicted by selling their vaporizers. We all know if you're a loyal listener, vaporizers are a high seller in the cannabis industry. And for good reason. They're very convenient. They're stealthy. They get the job done. It might not be as good as flowers or concentrates, but for ease of use, and convenience, vaporizers do the trick. You don't have to wait 30 minutes. It's instant. Next up, dispensaries that carry cannabis vaping products will be required to post a warning and a disclaimer to consumers that read as follows. This product has been tested for contaminants, including vitamin E acetate, with no adverse findings. Thus proving the product is safe and it contains not the deadly materials that killed many people who use them. Now, warning, vaporizer products may contain ingredients harmful to health when inhaled. The warning must be also, the, this warning rather, must be also contained on an insert provided with vaping products. 
So just like we see with cigarettes, they have the warning big on the box. We're going to have warning on vaporizer products in the future. I believe Canada, excuse me, California has some type of uh, lit literature on their packages that say that this product may be harmful or cause cancer because some study came out that ingesting cannabinoids can actually lead to cancer. What's the, what's the validity of that? I don't know. A lot of the studies I've read is that THC and CBD are antioxidants and a powerful antioxidant in that it helps decrease the amount of free radicals that can lead to cancer. And with THC, it causes apoptosis that actually kills the cancer cell. So how valid that test is, I don't know, but they had to have it on the products because of the California rules that Massachusetts seems to be following wind of now. Continuing on, businesses selling cannabis vaping products will be required to list their active or inactive additives, including the amount of infused or incorporated during the manufacturing product, THC amount, probably cannabinoids, including thickening agents, thinning agents, and specific terpenes. Now, that's very important. But I wonder if Massachusetts is not going to allow people to know where the terpenes are coming from. As you know, a lot of the terpenes that you ingest in these cannabis products, they don't come from cannabis, all right? Especially if they're made with distillate. The distillate products, when you make distillate, right, you're separating all of the cannabis materials, including the terpenes. You're separating it and isolating the THC, which is then brought into the distillate we all know and love, whether we cook with it or we vape it. The issue is the terpenes are reintroduced and those reintroduced terpenes typically aren't cannabis terpenes, they're plant terpenes. They get these terpenes from these large wholesale wholesale level of terpenes from these plants that are extracted from the lemons, extracted from the pine, extracted from these different amounts. Now granted, these natural terpenes that come from plants have the same molecule, of course, as it does, you know, in, in cannabis, but it's not the same entourage effect you may feel from getting the terpenes in the plant. Now, granted, if the plant is constructed with these cannabinoids in addition to the terpenes, there has to be some synergy there in the chemical makeup and how they all work together in like an organic chemistry way in which those molecules would have a much more profound effect being that they're terpenes from cannabis. I mean, listen, you get terp like the pine salt. If you're taking the same terpenes and pine salt as your vape products, I can see where health issues may occur, right? Because these terpenes aren't naturally forming. They're artificial. The same terpenes found in your fabuloso <laughs> that some of y'all use to clean, some of them are found in the... Pro listen, I've seen CBD products that have quote-unquote terpenes in it and it smells like i'm in the cleaning aisle at freaking walmart seriously it smells like a glade pro a glade plug-in product and the reason why is that these cannabis companies are making a product but they're not regulated enough like massachusetts is planning to do so by having these laws listen regulation is a good thing i know a lot of people who believe that following rules if you don't follow the rules you get punished and if you do follow the rules you're okay but listen, we, all, we know that all rules aren't made equal. The fact that cannabis was illegal for such a long time, that goes to show you. Cannabis being illegal, that was a rule that a lot of people broke and continue to break to this day. <laughs> and we know why that rule wasn't seen as legitimate, because it didn't make sense. When you see a drug like meth or like cocaine, you get why. You get why those, uh, those drugs are illegal. Uh, the way that people act on it and how debilitating it is to their lifestyle, it makes sense. That protects the public. But when it comes to THC, we're not seeing the same thing. We're seeing people's cancer be cured, people's lives be changed. I mean, you've heard this story a million and one times. 
But nonetheless, a lot of people who believe in these laws want to see people who violate these laws get punished. And so when you violate these laws, they're going to see the consequences. And one of the laws that people don't agree with, especially when it comes to cannabis, is regulation. People want to free the weed, man. Just let it free. No tax, no rules. Just free, man. That's what people want, right? People want cannabis to not have, you know, any type of government involvement whatsoever. These people, which I understand completely because the government is a piece of shit, they understand the government's a piece of shit. And it's not going to look out for the best option for its users or, excuse me, its citizens. It's going to look for the ones that probably make the most money and allows it as a politician with selfish and grandizing endeavors and ambition to follow that instead of look out for the people which if cannabis falls into that light it will be regulated states will figure out the ways to make money off it and the federal government will, make, will, will wow will make money off it too what i mean by that is you're going to see a federal tax come soon you're going to see a, you already see a state tax happening and it's just going to continue on from there you know if california is already having trouble with the level of regulation in california the amount of bills they have to pay to just to keep business afloat and to even get started is going to be worse when it comes to cannabis legalization but in the light of legalization, we need regulation. I might not agree with what they're doing overall when it comes to the regulation, but I understand why it exists. It exists because people can go out there and make any type of product they want and sell it to you, the unsuspecting user who was just passionate about cannabis, wants to enjoy the feeling that they're so used to in many different ways and different flavors. But some people utilize that, that, that passion Utilize that want, that need, and decide to sell you a lackluster product. And then, therefore, you're getting flour that has mold on it. You have flour that has bugs in the product. You know what I'm saying? You're getting these vitamin E acetate black market vaporizers. Because at the end of the day, they're in business to do business, and they're focused on getting profits. So regulation will only help you. It won't hurt you. The people that will hurt are those who are actually in the business. Because now you have to adhere to these laws, and you have to follow through. I mean, as some of you may or may not know, the vaping industry followed the same exact deal. Now, the vaping industry is under the impression that the tobacco industry was the one who caused these regulations to happen in the first place. You see all these e-cig juices, you see them grow exponentially fast. And to slow it down, the vaping industry had to now implement like a white lab level clean operation to produce vaporizers or produce vaporizer juice or e-liquid in other words. And so it caused a lot of people in the industry to fall off and not be able to keep up with the level of regulation needed. However, those who are big enough, those who had the sales, who had the money, they're all for it because they can keep up with it. So if you're in the cannabis industry, you're in the cannabis business, make sure that you're producing the best of quality and your best in your class. If you're up there, maybe not the valedictorian, you know what I'm saying, but you still finish cum laude. You know what I'm saying? You're still, you're still up there when it comes to those in your category, in your state, in your region, what have you. So when these regulations come, you'll be prepared to take care of what and how the regulations may come or what they do require from you. So regulation, I get it. You want to free the weed. You want, you want something like Vermont, right? Vermont is a state that has weed in that very fashion. There's no regulation. You know, there's no taxation. You just have the weeding. I think you can grow weed in, in your house if you want to. It's a very Bernie Sanders law. Like, you know, Bernie Sanders seemed like the guy that was just so carefree all his life, but passionate about, like, 
politics and stuff like that. Like when Bernie Sanders talks, even at the age of like 30, his hands were shaking like an old man. Have you seen photos of Bernie Sanders when he was young? Just Google it. You'll see like his hair was the same, you know, kind of wild, but a young version with the glasses. You know, like I know it's Bernie up there in Vermont. I was like, just legalize the plant, make it free, no taxation, no business, <clears throat> just, just free to wait. All right. We don't want to create more rich corporate people that takes cash away from the poor and disenfranchised. <laughs> like that's Bernie right there. That's a Bernie law, just free to weed. But for the rest of the country, we know that America is a very, very capitalistic nation. We commoditize anything that we can possibly can. We have commoditized how social media is now commoditized with these influencers. That goes to show you the level of capitalistic intent that we have. That's a whole industry on itself. People are living off of being social media influencers. So of course they're going to commoditize cannabis. That means a taxation. That means a regulation. That means all these things. All these things that must take place to ensure people have safe cannabis. And as we mentioned, Andrew Cuomo coming up in our other next quarter of the episode told you exactly how he planned to do so with his regulations in regards to hemp. So Massachusetts, this is a great step forward in making sure people are following and abiding by these laws, that your products are safe. And he might be a pioneer in this. A lot of other states are going to include these uh, mandatory uh, labelings on their product to protect its users. And now that the states are getting involved in making sure the testing is taking place, that's also a huge thing. The last thing you want is to buy a joint that says it's 27% THC and is really 11. Who the hell wants to smoke an 11% THC joint? You might as well market that as low THC product. You know what I'm saying? Listen, THC users, let me tell you something about THC users. We love strong product, all right? And the whole notion of low THC products was a notion that was uh, assumed that when legalized, you'll have the soccer moms of the world that would, that's name is Sarah, and she'll be buying weed that's not too strong because she has to babysit the kids, like stuff like that, which is a great assumption, right? Because the women are normally the household, not con- they could be the contributors, but they mostly make the decisions in the house. You know what I'm saying? I mean, fellas, you guys are married. Who makes the decisions in the house? The wife. Why? Because you want to keep her happy, right? If she's unhappy, everything goes to shit and your life's to hell, right? And you love your wife, so you make her happy by making them make those decisions. So with that being said, she has a, a financial opportunity to explore cannabis if she's not a regular user, and they're thinking that new users will explore low THC cannabis. Now, that may, be, that may be the case for the first few times, but once you get that bite of cannabis, once you know how it feels to enjoy being high and relaxed and happy and smiley and hungry, how good food tastes, how good sex feels, how good everything along those lines. There's a reason why the highest selling cannabis products are normally the potent products. It's because that's what users want. They want more bang for their buck. They want to pay the same amount of money, but get way more high experiences with it. So we want to do out with the notion of low THC cannabis or the cannabis, the cannabis curious being those who you focus on. What you want to focus on in the cannabis space are those people who are what? They're cannabis connoisseurs, all right? They're legacy cannabis users. They've been smoking forever. They know what they like. They know the strain, the type. And that's what, that, that's what you want to market to. Just talking to the businesses, the business people out there. Cannabis is something that we want the strong, the strongest and the highest quality. You know, if it's flower, we want it to look the part. We want it to be frosty. We want it to be vibrant and green or purple, if that if it may be. By the way, purple is just a light thing. Like, not it's a temperature thing. If you drop the temperature a certain level for the cannabis plant, it's going to turn purple. It's not that amazing. That doesn't mean that the cannabis is more 
potent doesn't mean the cannabis is more flavorful it's literally just a change in pigment in the plant due to a lowering of temperature just don't get fooled by that in the future it makes the plant looks nicer but come on it's not that crazy but uh with that being <laughs> with that being said uh yeah man Bottom line, if you are a can in the cannabis business, especially the THC, make sure you're producing the best quality product and you're not only focusing on doing low-end THC products. If they want low-end THC, chances are they don't want to really be high in the first place. They're just going to go for a CBD. That's why the CBD market is expanding because a lot of us just enjoy the relaxation part of cannabis. A lot of us likes to not be psychoactively impaired, not impaired, but psychoactively affected. We don't want to be too high. You know, we want to be able to be active, but still feel relaxed. And and even help out our pain a bit. And that's what CBD is. Listen, a lot of users, even in medical marijuana, gravitate towards CBD because they just don't want to be high. Probably they have jobs where, you know, being psychoactively impaired on a job isn't the best thing to be, you know? So they take the CBD, it helps them out, and they're fine with that. And the highest selling products are always going to be the ones with the most THC in it. So keep that in mind as a cannabis, uh, as a cannabis entrepreneur, aspiring or current and if you're selling CBD, know who you're selling to. Know what they like. Know what they love. All right. So coming up, we're going to talk about New York and how they are going to regulate cannabis. We're going to mention another story, I believe. But hey, this has been Cannabis News Now. You've stayed along for the two first quarters of the first half. Let's get into the third quarter and see what we got. Welcome back to High TV. This is a High TV short. What's going on? In the north. And we know the north is pretty cold right now. You guys are probably having a winter wonderland in places, especially in Canada. Have you seen the snow in Canada? The snow in Canada is a regular snow. It's the type of snow that gets as high as your knees. Have you ever had your kneecaps catch hypothermia? That's what Canada is. Right now, Canada decides that they're going to legalize cannabis, but they're going to enjoy their knee-high snow a much better way. Similar to California. California legalized weed, and what happened? The black market is three times as large as that one. Can you guess what's happening in Canada? The illicit market is huge, and it's always been huge. But when you have the government selling weed, what do you expect? Do you really expect that product to be the best? That's why it's time for private institutions to take over. Can you ima imagine this? No, seriously. Imagine you have a hall monitor <laughs> throwing a party or throwing a class party. How do you think you're going to do? Imagine having a person at work that's like the most anal retentive, like non-fun person, no personality. They're the ones throwing the, throwing the office party. How do you think that party's going to go? It's not going to be it's not going to be the most fun. Chances are the person who has the most fun and probably has the most authority to use a budget on party materials are probably going to throw the best party when it comes to work and when it comes to a uh, class party, the hallmark party is always going to be trash. The government, the government is always going to make the lesser product. The business in this case, which is the fun person at work that's going to throw the best party, their whole goal is to enjoy work as much as possible, right? And get the job done. Business wants to make money and get the job done. Their whole goal of existence is to make money. And in order to make money, you have to make a great product, especially when there's competition. Not only are you competing against the prices of the government, but you're also competing against private institutions making a good product. I mean, honestly, do you want to go to an unfun party? Do you want to buy lesser quality weed? Have you seen what the government in Uruguay is making right now? Listen, right now, right now, go on Google, go on YouTube, type in Uruguay cannabis, see what the government is making. Like, take a look at it. No, take a close look. Pause the video 
And just imagine how life could be if you were having that type of weed in your pocket every day. Like the sad music from like those animal shelter <laughs> commercials are going to come on. Like, what is this? What is this sad weed? This sad little note. Look how dry it is. It probably stinks. For a quarter a day, you can improve the quality of this cannabis and help this government produce good shit. <laughs> Have you seen the weed in Canada? It's not that great. The branding is boring. Everybody looks like they're in the episode of the, the Fairy Yard Parents where everybody was a great blob and looked the same. I mean, listen, I get it. You want to protect the kids. Protect the kids by having no aluminum, by having blur, or not blur, but low brightness colors, and have gray bags. Great. The kids will hate that stuff. But you know who would hate it more? The consumers, the people old enough, the parents. It's not good. And naturally, like California, who struggled with the amount of revenue they're producing when they legalize cannabis, Canada's going through the same thing. So their response, unlike California, isn't to raise the taxes as high as Snoop Dogg is. <laughs> Listen, the taxes in California is Seth Rogen high on a Sunday. Taxes are already high and they raise it even more. That's why they are the brick of the week for the next few months. Canada decides we're not going to raise taxes. We're going to make sure you guys <laughs> enjoy the weed. We're going to open it up by private institutions and let them fight it out. Between Canada and New York, I don't know who's going to have the much better weed scene. You know, New York has the most population. You know, Canada. Well, it's Canada. <laughs> I didn't mean disrespected, but compared to New York, I don't see the industry being much better in Canada, but at least you're allowed to enjoy cannabis earlier. Michigan legalized weed. New York is going to legalize weed. So you can just drive up and down the uh, the border in order to get your cannabis. That's probably what's happening now. New Yorkers are going to Canada, buying their weed, probably coming back or getting high and having a nice weekend. You know how fun Toronto probably is right now? Toronto is probably popping, right? But now that weed is legalized, you, people could drive from all over to enjoy themselves. With that being said, we'll tell you more about what's going on in New York State in a bit. New York City. New York, New York. Play the Empire State of Mind by Jay-Z. Alexa, play Jay-Z, Empire State of Mind. New York City is that place. New York City is a place where energy is constantly going around. It's a place, it's a city that never sleeps. And I kid you not, because I don't sleep. I think that's a, a plague I've gotten from living here. I don't hear enough trains and stuff going around outside for me to feel nice and comfortable. Too many crickets. Crickets when I'm going to sleep? What the hell? Nonetheless, not only are they having the most energy, but they have a large population. And that population is there for the economic opportunities that exist in the Big Apple. I mean, all the pot stocks are traded right there in the city. Stockbrokers are like in the Wolf of Wall Street wearing a jacket, screaming important, trying to buy and trade stocks. And we know that cannabis stocks haven't been doing that well. But the opportunity in the future for it to grow is immense. And if you're the leader of economy, of the economic world, you have to be at the forefront of industry. And the CBD and hemp industry, that's grown exponentially to a point where they have to go ahead and regulate it because it's sold everywhere from from bodegas, pharmacies. The list goes on and on where you can get CBD. Even where I'm here in Florida, I can imagine what it's like in New York City. 
And I could imagine the government looking at how much these growers are growing, these manufacturers are manufacturing, and these, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Extractors are also making. So the government wants a piece of that. They want a piece of that cheese. That cheese over there, that looks great. I mean, you ever, you ever like go to a restaurant and a waiter walks by and they have like in their hand the most tasty looking meal possible and your food comes out and it's like, damn, it's not as good as that, guys. Like apparently there's always somebody that sits next to you that knows the best looking meal. I mean, the one with the pan that sizzles and pops and it makes, it's just very interactive. You know what I'm saying? Or it's like one of those drinks that come in the chest and now like when you open the chest, there's like a smoke that comes out. It's a whole thing. So New York City is going to want to be that state when it comes to the CBD and hemp. They're going to want to be able to regulate what's going on and see what's on the plate of these other places and say, yeah, I want a piece of that too. So now you have to get licensing in New York State to make cannabis or make hemp, grow hemp. You have to manufacture it, get a license, and you're going to go through a lot more regulations. This way you protect the consumers and people also make quality product because they have to be tested. They have to be labeled. Products are going to improve. The cream rolls to the top and products like tonic CBD, they're going to also be there. I know you've seen a video on uh, Instagram. They switched the CR, the QR code on the products and then now NFC chips. You know, when you go to, you know, anywhere to buy something, you can buy with your cell phone now. Apple Pay, Google Pay, Samsung Pay, just tap your phone. That uses an, uses an NFC chip. I'll tell you more about it next episode. I'll tell you more about New York coming up on our next Cannabis News Now episode. But at least you guys have a know-how what happened in Canada. Give you guys a chopped up version and give you guys a full talk through what happened in New York legislation recently. Hope you like it. Playing around with the content, of course, trying to make sure... Fine-tune things, get things better, more enjoyable, more informative. Is that yo? Is that a word? Informative, informative. I said I said it like I'm from Australia. <laughs> informative, <laughs> informative. Oh man. Anyway, this has been a high point five. Hopefully you enjoyed. Yo, shout out to New York City, New York, New York. Alexa, play Empire State of Mind by Jay Z. If I turned on your Alexa, I'm very happy right now. If I didn't, then hey, hopefully I catch you next time. But I want you to feel that New York state of energy, that New York state of mind, that New York energy as to why they have to take control of this hemp thing. You can imagine how large their business is in New York state alone. They have a lot of land upstate, closer to Canada. Listen, Niagara Falls, Niagara Falls is going to be the place to be. When New York legalizes weed, <laughs> I'll tell you about it next episode. Have a good one. Stay tuned. Stay high. ITV.